Hello and welcome to the American Theatre Wing's Downstage Center. I'm Steve Kazee and I'm here today with my colleague and fellow thespian. <laughs> my colleague. <laughs> Kristen Milioti, who I am absolutely delighted, and I mean delighted, to share the stage with every night. I feel once. the same. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I do. How do you feel after a two-show day yesterday? I'm pretty tired. Yeah? I just went shopping. What did you get? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I got pressured, I got guilted. Into I went to this store called Aritzia in Soho. It's like Same. a transplant from Montreal. Right. And they give you a shopper when you walk in, which oh, I'm like not used shopper? to. Yeah, yeah Top you, Shop does that. I didn't know. Bit. And I walked in and she was like, hi, I'm Jamie. How can I help you? And I was like, I'm looking for. And then like an hour later, I left with like eight things that I'll never wear. I bought a pair of pleather pants today. I feel like I know you well enough because we've been doing the show now for quite some time that you are never going to wear those wear pleather those pants. Ever. And they were like, those pleather pants are definitely looking good on you. And I and I just felt pressured and I bought them. <laughs> That's where I was. Do you have them with where you? Were you? Can you please I do. wear them to the show tonight? I can. I mean, just make it happen. I was going to wash them first, but I don't know no, how you wash pleather. pleather. You don't wash pleather. You look pleather. 409 it. Yeah. You just shine it up. You index it. Uh, I'm good. I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as you can tell, I've got my post two show day voice going on. I actually can't tell. Really? I'll be a very, a little NPR ish until about five o'clock when I get myself warmed up. Um, but no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, it's, uh, it was a quiet day today, just, uh, where I was gone on vacation for a little bit. My house was in complete disarray, so I had to spend most of the morning cleaning and, and doing that sort of Your thing. Your house but, here was in disarray? Yeah. Are you messy? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I say disarray. <laughs> I like had a fork out of place. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You're not really like. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a little, I'm a little OCD about that. Because your room is like, your dressing room is like. Yeah, yeah, I definitely struggle with that. I struggle with. Well, you've the, seen mine. It looks like gremlins live there. Yeah, I go into panic attacks every time do I you? come down to see you. There's just a lot of stuff. It's, it's not really. It's just the. It's the knickknacks. I don't do well with knickknacks. That's a, a good heads up to anybody out there. I love knickknacks. Don't, don't send me knickknacks. But what, like my little squirrel and stuff? Yeah. My live squirrel. <laughs> Your live squirrel. <laughs> Your squabbit. Um, yeah, so listen, let's talk about the show a little bit. Um, we're about halfway through, yeah? Uh, I thought you meant our time limit. I was like, no, no, no we have 27 half, minutes left. <laughs> halfway through our run. We are ha- we're more than we're halfway, more than through, halfway through. How are you feeling about that so far? About, um, um, I've been thinking about the end. Right. Recently. And um, when I think about it, I like burst into tears uncontrollably. Right. Even though it's necessary. Right. How about you? Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I've gone back and forth over the last couple of months. This is the longest run I've ever been in, especially if you count, you know, New York Theater Workshop, if you count our Cambridge I always count time. that. Yeah, I do too. So we're at like 300 and, what, 50-some performances at this yeah. point. And I've, I mean, I've missed a healthy 20 of those, but still, it, it's it, more more than I've ever done before. So I go back and forth. Like a month ago, I was I was so ready to just sort of move on to something else, something fresh, something new, but at the same time devastated to leave the show behind. And now I'm just like happy as I can be, like loving yeah. being at the show every night, really sort of like digging back into it and not really wanting to move on. So I sort of go back and forth. I know. I was thinking recently about um, what that Tuesday is going to be like after the last show. And I was right. like, that is going to be one dark Tuesday. <laughs> And like ju- just the fact that it's like so necessary, um, but I, I just like this show has changed my life. Right. It's changed me completely as an actor. Right. And it's com- it's changed me completely as as what little of a musician I thought I was. Um, it's changed me as a person, and it. I just like I guess I've never had anything work related like that, which has changed me that much. Right. 
Because you, you have things that like change your career. Sure. Where you're like, oh, this led to all these things. But right. this, I would say even career aside, like this has done something. And maybe that's just because we've been doing it for so long. I don't know if you, I don't know how you feel. About yeah, that. I feel, I actually, uh, it's funny that you say that because f- I don't feel like, uh, when I think about this show and the way that it has changed my life, I very rarely think about career-wise how it has changed my life. Same here. Um, or how it will change my life. And people are always asking, you know, well, so what do you think is, you know, what is this show going to do for you? Where is it going to put, and I, it, it never even comes up in my brain. It's just changed me so much as a human being. I mean, the amount that I have grown since we first met in February of 2011, mm-hmm. I am a completely different human being from that time in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, and it's also, you know, it's getting older and I'll be 37 in a week and a half and, so I think it's just like I'm only 22. <laughs> I just turned 21 just now. I was kidding when I said I was 22. I'm actually just 20. Turning 21 in an hour. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So no, I just uh, I'm at that point. I'm at that yeah. point of just like trying to make sense of it all. It'll be it'll be interesting. I think what you said about it being a dark day on that Tuesday, it's going to be so true. I'm going to have to have constant supervision, I think. I'll just be sitting in my room playing the soundtrack crying. Well, like what's going to happen when we hear these songs? Well, what's going to happen when we find out who's replacing us? Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, I assumed they would to... go directly to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play piano? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, you know, I was thinking, actually, this is the worst time to be thinking about it, but I was thinking about that during sleeping last night as I was playing the song. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, like, there's going to be the London production, there's going to yeah. be the national tour going out, there'll be the replacements on Broadway. And one thing that I've never had happen, because I've only been a replacement in other shows, is people will now be copying our performance to a certain extent. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they'll always be, they'll always be trying to do what Kristen Milioti set up in the same way that like every Glinda post Kristen Chenoweth has had to be sort of Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, I know. I've never replaced anyone, yeah. so I didn't know. I will say though, were you there when Joe made his his Broadway debut? Were you there that day? You were. You were no, still I was out. on vacation. Okay. Um. So we had a guy go on. He made his Broadway debut. His name is Joe Carroll, and he went on for um, Will Connolly, who who plays Andre in the show and I was standing in the back of the house and it was a Sunday and it was just like one of those performances where like my voice hurt and it, when you kind of stand there before you go out and you're like I, I have no idea how anything's going to come out I right. don't know how this is going to work like and you start this sort of like panicking of like my voice hurts and my back hurts and what's going to happen and oh my god I'm a terrible actor and I was watching him play along with Raglan Road and I started crying in the back of the house because I was like this show is now changing people's lives like, it's going to continue. Yeah. Like, he's now, he's making his Broadway debut today in once, and he will never forget this. Yeah. And he will hear these songs years from now, and he'll be like, that was one of the best days of my life. Yeah, exactly. Just like, I will never forget our first preview uptown. I'll never forget our first preview downtown. But, like, the, the fact that it it's like this infectious, you know, in a positive way thing for all these people who are going to come through it. And yet, it's always been such an intimate thing because it's just been the 12 of us. Yeah. I'm actually like getting a little upset right now because it's it's just um, you think it's something so private and so like no one else will understand and it's our little like diamond and then it's it's other now then you like give it away and it and it's beautiful right but that's like I I kind of can't wrap my head around that well but here's the thing to remember who was the first man to step foot on the moon <laughs> Neil Young <laughs> Neil, exactly Neil Young followed by Crosby, Steals, and Nash. Yeah. Uh, but no, you know, Neil Armstrong was the first person to step on the moon. Right. You know, the second person who stepped on the moon still had a pretty damn good time. Buzz Aldrin? I don't think so. I don't, uh, I don't was even know. Was he just in the and ship? Alan Shepard? 
I've know. never even heard that name. Regardless, exactly. Yeah. That's my point, is that we will always have been a part of the, the uniqueness and the specialness of this show. So you can take comfort in that fact that it will always be our own little snow globe. But it's also interesting. I think I, I also, interesting, oddly enough, take comfort that it will be someone else's snow mm-hmm. globe, too. That it just... Like just I guess different, though. It's different, yeah. and that they will make you know they will be affected by it in the same way because you can't not be affected by that music and by that story. You can't be, right? Or else you're heartless. They couldn't see my sarcastic look. I guess <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> it's the crazy thing about radios. You can't really get the looks across the way no. you want to. Sometimes you can't. Are you texting? No, I'm not texting at all. I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, updating uh, no. my fantasy football. <laughs> no, uh, I was actually checking the weather because I was going to say it is now 62 degrees here in <laughs> New York City. <laughs> you were going to like a high smartassy. I have 68 today. Possible chance of thunderstorms. These are and, sweaty uh, balls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, so, what's your favorite song to play in the show? I get asked that question constantly at the stage door, and it drives me crazy. It changes all the time. Yeah, that's what I say, too. Um, right now, I'm on a bit of an If You Want Me kick, which is a – that song is a fickle mistress. I have a love-hate rela- – not a – actually, never heard that song. <laughs> but there are da- days where I'm like, this song is so high. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know if you have that with, like, Say It To Me Now, where you um, love it so much, but yeah. you're like, just take it down half a step. Yeah. Can um, I not have to scream yeah, my brains out? Can I not, and you scream your brains out ten times more than I do. But um, it's, I guess it's because of the um, all the choreography in that number, whenever there's a high note, is the worst body position for a high note. Like I'm either leaning out, back yeah. or like my neck is up or something. And so that um, – but right now I'm on a, a big kick. The hill is always like a very – this is going to sound super actory, but always a slightly religious experience. Right. Because you're just like alone – I can't see Elizabeth or Andy or Erica on the strings. I can just hear them, and I just really I can't see the audience. I can only just see that white light in the piano, and it's always this very private sort of like prayer moment. Yeah, I, f- I feel the same in Leave, actually. Yeah. When the lights start coming down, yeah. and then I just feel like I'm just me and the guitar, and it gets so quiet. I always wondered if you felt like that in sleeping. Like, I didn't know how much you can... Can you, like, see us below you? I can see everything. You can see everything. I can see everything. Sleeping is the hardest number in the show for me because I just can't connect it to anything. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, it's like, because it's not directly about what's... It's about my relationship, you know, my yeah. prior... The guy's prior relationship. But I'm seeing all of the vignettes happening below me. And I can see the whole audience laid out before me. So I just often find that that is the number that I go up the most in. Yeah. But recently I've had no problem with that. I can connect right into but it. But I, guess, I feel like that number is so much more – maybe it's because I hear odd parts of it, right? So you start that number and I come down those steps and I'm like getting a water and I do like a quick right. – like I like crack my neck a couple times. But then I always tune back in. When you say, and, and all that you've ever owned is packed in the hall to go, and I've never thought of that as a relationship uh, thing. I've always thought of it as that, like, it's all, you like, you you have no idea what's next. Oh, like, nice. you've put everything out in the hallway. I could be like, like, yeah, I just hear, like, the tiniest, yeah. and, and how um, how can I live without anyone? Right. Like, I've always actually thought it was a very, like, inward song that wasn't about relationships, but I guess it's because I only really hear those chunks. Yeah. Because the other part, I'm like dancing, 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 dancing. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what's your favorite song to play today? Uh, I, you know, I always, I always, always, always enjoy When Your Mind's Made Up. That is such a – why don't we play that more? Uh, because I, well, I actually talked about this. Uh, when, at gigs, when we go out and doing the gigs with kids. I talked about this with um, – oh, 
I think one of our uh, Bob Cole, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it was Bob Cole, our one of our producers, and I said to him, you know, that it's great that we never do that outside of the show because uh, everybody knows falling slowly, and yeah. then people saw gold on the Tonys, so you're yeah. just not expecting it, and then all of a sudden it's just this massive moment at the end of the show, and it yeah. feels like the theater just lifts up and the lid comes off, and then it all just comes back down. It's such a great. Sort of surprise for the audience, I think. I was saying, I saw Glenn recently and I told him that I think that is, I think, the best number in, in the, the show? show. I think that in gold. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I know they didn't write gold, but I know he's a fan of that as well. But I think that, and I love Falling Slowly and I love If You Want Me and I love Say It To Me. I mean, I love, there's literally not a single song where I'm like, oh, this song. Right. <laughs> ever. Well. Which one? Sometimes brokenhearted Hoover fixer sucker oh, guys are a little hard for me to get through. <laughs> it's awesome though, but it's that's like in its moment. We're not, you know. It's yeah, not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if they were like, "I want you to do that real serious." Yeah, right. Exactly. Um. Uh, I don't remember what I was talking we're about. Talking oh about yeah, good. When, uh, uh, when your mind's made up, I think it's just one of the best numbers. Yeah. In the whole show, gold. I think I will never tire of gold. I could hear gold a thousand times. That's another one that I don't ever get tired of playing. Yeah, I, I just it. wish I I sang in it. Yeah. Yeah. Although I love walking through it. Yeah, that must be a unique experience. I mean, it must feel... Dude. We must have two completely different experiences of gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I I'd have no... I just feel so out of place standing, do, on, standing well, on that bar. Because you're I hearing feel something. So, you're hearing a different thing, too, I hear, than I'm hearing. I can't hear anything other than sort of myself and my guitar. I hear every... Because I walk through every single little lick and riff. Everything. I can hear everything. I can hear people breathing. Right. It's amazing. So... Listen, this is kind of an actory question, but how do you how do you stay focused? Because uh, I know recently we've had basically like the death wards coming to see the show. Like it's yeah. literally, typhoid people are Mary. like, uh, uh, "Do you have typhoid? Uh, yeah. do, you, do you mind coming to the show?" <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The other night, I was uh, I went to op- as I we were joking about last night, <laughs> listeners. Um, I went to say my first line, and I went like, and then like five people were like. <laughs> <laughs> Over the first line. And I didn't know what to do because I was like, oh, they didn't hear it. And then I just kept going <laughs> with like a panicked look on my face. Um, how do I stay focused? Yeah. Well, like lately, our cat, it's remember been our a, cat a, meow lady? I mean, no, that was. That will never. There was a, a woman in the audience who sneezed, uh, but when she sneezed, <laughs> she sounded like a cat. Shmeow! <laughs> she would go, meow! Yeah. And once we clued into that, there was no getting through the rest of the show. But you and I were the only people that found that funny. Yeah, I know. Everyone else was like, oh, yeah, that sounded like a cat. The best part was the next night. When, no, that was later. That was in the matinee, and then it was oh, and that then night. Oh, in the evening, we, we just looked at each other, and, and both knew. of us knew what we were thinking. And yep. that's what happens when you do shows together for so long. I think you just sort of you get a sixth sense about it. You can sort of speak with your eyes, and, and can not I really tell you the worst thing again. I've never done a run this long either. Right. You remember when I was laughing at that thing last night, and I was like, "I'll never tell you what oh, I was yeah, laughing yeah, at." Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to tell you. But we might laugh about it again tonight. But prom- but maybe if we talk about it enough, we won't laugh. Okay. At it. What were you thinking? I was so unfocused. I just couldn't. Sometimes, too, I feel like my body and my mind are like, you know what? I don't want to be sad tonight. Right. And and it and it like fights against this like focusing and knowing what's coming up and knowing how the darkness and the sadness that's like on its way. And it, and it's like this fight with my brain. So last night when I said, um, do you want to come in for a cup of tea? <laughs> I imagine saying this is not going to be funny now. Imagine saying, "Do you want to come in for a cup of poison, a uh, tea?" <laughs> and that's not even funny. But I lost my mind, and I just stood there. You had no idea what I was laughing about. No, no one else did. I couldn't get through it because I just 
I, it's ridiculous, but like that's where my mind went. Yeah, I think you're actually onto something. About, I think that sometimes our bodies are resistant to going through the type of pain and emotional sort of strain of that show eight times yeah. a week because I get giggly now, and I have not been giggly in this show <laughs> no, before. But I get giggly on the dumbest things now. Well, now and it, what's, what I think what's hard about long runs, it takes nothing to make me giggle now. Yeah, nothing. If someone's hair is off. Or if someone's like, if someone misplaces a chair slightly, I'm like, <laughs> like I just, I lose it. Yeah. I got a little tickled last night because for some reason it looked like somebody had come out on the stage, taken a handful of guitar picks and thrown them in the air. <laughs> Where was they that? were just everywhere. There was like guitar picks <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, what is wrong with this cast? Can we just not just hold like on to hold guitar it. picks? Just uh, hold on. They were, I, I mean, they were literally all over the stage last night. Like a bomb went off. Can we say bomb on the radio? Yeah. Uh, Have I said the F word yet? The FCC these days. I don't know if I – I didn't know how profanity worked. I've been trying to be good. Yeah, I don't think we should probably – we probably shouldn't swear. Okay. Um, All right. Listen, ask ask a question. What do you want to know? Let's let's get intimate here, Kristen. Uh, What do you want to know about Steve? uh, We have 1257. Um, Tell you all kinds of things. What do I want to know about Steve? I don't know. Well, I'll ask you. What's it like (laughs) to kiss Leonardo DiCaprio? It's lovely. Maybe you should ask him what it's like to kiss me. Oh, well, don't think I haven't thought that. <laughs> lucky guy. Um, it is ve- it's very nice. The whole experience has been very good. Can you talk about that? Or are you on like sort of a non-disclosure? I have no idea. Well, let's just – let's don't talk about it. Um, I'll just say that it's been, a, it's been a huge learning curve. Yeah. Very steep steep learning curve, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not every day you do a Martin Scorsese film. It's not. No. They're lovely. They're absolutely lovely. Have you wrapped Leo on that yet? Leo loved the show. No, I haven't yet. Oh, he did like the show. He loved it. Nice. Thought it was phenomenal. We had a little celebrity lair last night, a little Cheryl Crow action. Um, Wasn't she just amazing? Do you she know? Was, so you're friends with her? I'm not at all. Um, she's friends with your friend? She's friends with my friend, yeah, Melissa. That woman is so beautiful. Right? That's how I thought how, the same she thing. She looks completely like, I don't think, can I say this? Like, I don't think, a, a, she looks completely natural and gorgeous. A totally natural. There's no doubt about that. Gorgeous. Like luminous. Like, I almost didn't recognize her because I was like, who is this drop dead gorgeous woman? Yeah, I was just sitting there thinking, I would love to go out on a date. Why don't you ask her? I think it's going to happen. You can still ask Christy Brinkley. Oh, Christy Brinkley so wanted to go out on a date with me. Well, why don't you go? We're putting that out in the world right now. Well, I really listen, you know. Uh, Christy Brinkley was still talk about stunning. Another one who was just like, I was like, Gaba. Yeah, she was really stunning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you ask Cheryl Crow on a date? Yeah, maybe I will. I don't know. Basically play guitar. Newly single. Why not try it? We could it? do it. We could play it. Yeah, we could play some guitar together. She has a show opening on Broadway soon. She Diner. does. Diner. I know. Oh, yeah, because she was bragging about your audition in my dressing room. That's exactly Which right. Which I thought I had bombed. You know, but that was, and that you know, shows that, you what actors know, right? But that audition was years ago. Yeah. When she, they did and, the workshop. And the fact that she still remembers you should say a lot about your audition. That was, it was amazing. Yeah. I knew something was wrong when I read the, when I read like the, the, you know, like your agents send you the thing and they're like, with the information like diner and this role originally played by Ellen Barkin. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't bode well. <laughs> and I went in and did the most mumblecore version of diner. Yeah, you are, you are not the Ellen Barkin type. No. I don't think I would. Although put I do, you, in the you same. should see these leather pants. Makes you a little more Ellen Barkin. A little Circa, more. Circa Sea of Love. Never seen that. Great movie. Al Pacino, Ellen Barkin. Our next door neighbor, actually. Al Mr. Pacino. Mr. Pacino. You're gonna oh, try here's to, a question. What do you want to yeah. see? 
What do I want to see right now? I, I want to see Glengarry. Yeah. Um, just because I've Glen never Glengarry, s- Glen Ross. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen uh, Al Pacino on stage. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to see him. It's got a pretty good cast. A lot it does. of a lot of beefy fellows. Jeremy in that. Shamos. That's my Jeremy man. Jeremy Shamos, man. Love that guy. Wonderful. Um, and then I need to go see Book of Mormon again because I need my Book of Mormon fix. I've never seen it. Uh, why don't you just l- let me get you some house seats and you'll go <laughs> I mean, see I it on a Sunday em. night. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like, because yeah. uh, I have a friend over there. And Rory. Yeah. Oh, right. You know Rory. That's right. So you should go see it. They have Sunday night shows now. I know. It is the funniest show. And honestly, one of the, I, I tell everybody I know, it's the perfect musical comedy. It has a heart like you would not believe. Those guys are geniuses. Yeah. It has this deep, deep, deep message to it, but it's all shrouded in the South Park humor and just this unbelievable experience. I, and, it, and I'm sure I saw actually the guy who's playing um, the lead. I saw him go on for my friend Andrew Rannells, who was in the show. And he's amazing. His name is uh, Nick. He's a wonderful actor. So the show has not lost anything since yeah. since everyone left. It's still really good. So that, okay, Glenn, what you, Glenn yeah, what, what about you? What's, uh, oh, Annie? See, Do you want to see Annie? No. no. I kind of want to see that. <laughs> I like dogs and kids. I and, love dogs. I mean, you know, and Hard I love Knock kids. Life. I want to see a bunch of kids sing Hard Knock Life. I guess. What else? Um, I only want to see Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Oh, nice. And we can never see it. I've already checked their schedule. We don't have any, no, no holidays, nope. no nothing. Mm. Nothing. We are on the same exact schedule. That's a Steppenwolf production, right? Yeah. With Amy Morton. Did you see August Osage County? Oh, did I ever. That was the best thing I've ever seen to this day. This is actually a, uh, it's a sensitive subject, and I don't want to, I mean, I'll bring it up just because of the point of the story, but I actually saw August Osage County, the matinee performance after uh, Mr. Letts's death, uh, his father. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, who was. In it? Who was in it. Who but played he, the guy that dies. Yeah, but he had left the show, I think, oh. a couple of weeks prior because he was sort of yeah. in, in declining health. And But I didn't know this when I saw the show. And I just – the curtain call happened and everybody was just oh – I God. mean, the emotion was unbelievable. And when I got home that night, I saw it on Playbill that he had passed away oh earlier my God. in the day. So uh, it was it was an unfortunate set of circumstances. But I have to say that performance, uh, I, I don't have anything else to judge it off of, but it was – Three hours of just, I just wanted more. I wanted so much more. Yeah. So good. I, I've just never, I'd never been made to feel the things that I felt watching that show. It was unreal. Yeah. Gary Sinise at the show recently, and I I talked to him about Steppenwolf, uh, and, uh, and all the things that I, I love that place. When I first, I think one of the first pieces of theater on film that I saw was that True West that he and John Malkovich did. I've seen parts of it. Oh, God. It's so good. Um, I love Gary. I was so bummed that I didn't get to meet him because I was out that day. Yeah. Would you ever want to? Uh, would you ever want to be a part of you know like a company like a core company like a Steppenwolf or something like that? Is that ever? Not, that's never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. I used to think that I'd love to do something like that, like to be a part of like a group of actors that you know do a bunch of shows throughout the year or whatever, or develop new works. And, yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I. I I I like change a little too much. I, I was think. just gonna say I want to meet new people and like just work with different. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that sort of gypsy. So give um, me your tears, gypsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about. Uh, let me ask you a question about. You grew up in uh, New Jersey, right? Yeah. Someone you was asking. Love it. being behind a microphone. <laughs> I do. I love it. You know that Radio Lab is like my favorite show in the world. I'm dying to get on it. I've recorded like. 5,000, they've got this new thing on their app where you can record the credits. Yeah. You know, so like Radio Lab is sponsored by, I've done it like a bazillion times. And I'm yeah. not, you know what it is? I'm not hipstery enough. 
Because I've got too much of it, you know. I'm like Radio Lab is sponsored, and I'm just like, oh yeah, Radio Lab is sponsored. Oh, by they like uh, they like it, like Mumblecore. Yeah, yeah they like, hey, what's up? Uh, so you're listening to Radio Lab? That sounds good. You, you see, and, uh, just do that. Yeah, hipsters. You, all right, what are you gonna ask? <laughs> uh, no, you where where are you from? New Jersey. What part of New Jersey? Cherry Hill. Nice. You're from Ashland, Kentucky. I am from Ashland, Kentucky. Good old Southern Ashland, Kentucky. I'm still ruminating on what to ask you to get real personal. Oh, well, we've only got five minutes and 42 seconds. Listen, I'm an open book. No, I know. And I just was trying to think, but I was trying to like relate it to the show. I was going to say like, how much of you is in the role? But I feel like that's, of course you're in the role. Like, you know, you are and you're not. And it's, that's like a very long discussion. I think, I think for any actor, I mean, I could be speaking. I want to ask, you know, what's interesting that you brought that up though, because I was just talking to a friend of mine who's doing some presentations today and and she was wondering like, do you have any, like tips on staying focused and I said actually yeah because I used to be an actor who tried to stay focused all the time and I could never stay focused and the instant that I just became myself and just sort of lived inside like was present and aware of what was happening around me I got like laser focus so yeah so I don't know but I I meant like more personally like how much of you is is stopped or how much of you is that's a good question you know because I always get confused about how much the play influences you and I'm not talking about you specifically. I mean, you know, the person, right? The like role, the person, like yeah. how, especially something this long. Yeah, I definitely it comes home with me. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the sadness is. Yeah. It's a hard thing to carry around all the time, and mm-hmm. we've been doing that for quite some time. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that I'm as stopped as most people. I think that over the last maybe like six months. Uh, I've I've been opened up quite a bit mm-hmm. from where I have been over the last few years, uh, and, and so somebody asked me at the stage door last night about that New York Times article, and they asked, um, they said, well, "You seem so much less sad in person," and I was like, "Well, I am not that sad. Like it made me seem like a very sad human being, but I don't think I have I don't think I have any more sadness than anyone anyone else." Yeah. Um, I think that one thing that I do think about myself is I, I do think that I'm a, a raw nerve. I think that I'm, I was born an empath. I think I'm a person who feels everything. Change in temperature, change in feeling, change in a room. I just feel. Yeah. And that's not an easy way to be, being an actor, because you just sort of feel everything or you're aware of everything. Yeah. So. But I would say that, and I, I say this because it takes one to know one, you know, I was talking to Yasmin about this yeah. recently. I was talking about how weird it is to to think about what quality of you people see, like, in a room. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. And and I was thinking about, like, you know, wanting to play roles that no one would ever see me for. And I was like, but then I would have this spin on it. I don't know. It gets really – and I was like – and I, I think I've realized recently that everything I do has sadness to it. Like, you wouldn't – I don't think people would jump to cast me in, in this, like, light – like, you know, like – there's always going to be an element of sadness because right. I carry things right. as a person. But I think it's similar with you. Like yeah. I'm not going to like I'm not not that I'm saying like you're a sad person. But like this is what that that's what pissed me off about that New York Times article. And we talked about this already, but like I was quoted saying like Steve is a dark guy. Oh right. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And what I had been explaining to him at the time was that you are a dark guy and that I'm a dark person. And I don't know what that means, but right. that we bonded over a dark sense of humor, that there is – that this group of people all have something a little dark right. in them. And that's why we meshed together so well. And that's, I think, why we're able to carry the sadness but also the light and the peace and blah, blah, blah. And he kind of cut the rest out and was just like, this one. <laughs> right. But I do think that's kind of the case. I would agree with case, you. But yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't 
transform. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to do things like spam a lot where like right. it's nothing but lightness and funny and comedy. But right. I mean, it's definitely it but is a part of my. Comedians are the saddest dudes ever. That's just what I was gonna say. Saddest, darkest dudes. It's ever. just a part of my personality. I have a very gallows sense of humor, and I got it from my mother. You know, when my mother first was diagnosed with cancer, the first thing she said, and I am not even joking, was, "I just paid eight dollars for this hair dye." Yeah. And I'm going to lose my hair. Yeah. Like she was concerned about $8 and yeah. like bottle of like hair coloring. Right, because what else are you going to do? Listen, yeah, exactly. you got to laugh about these awful things that happen in your life because they're just going to keep happening. There's no perfection in the world. You yeah. Know? We're not going to find this happy place tomorrow where we're all living in a utopia. So you got to find the humor in it. The only thing you can do is, is have a sense of humor. Yeah. Especially have a sense of humor about yourself. Right. I think. Yeah. That's been a big world. thing for me is to just be able to laugh at myself. Recently, <laughs> yeah, because well, if you if you laugh at yourself, it doesn't hurt if other people laugh at you. Well, or if, like, there's that, and, and it also always... just takes the pressure off because like we're all ridiculous. Just look around. We are. We're all just a bunch of ridiculous, hairless monkeys running around. Yeah. Sorry to offend any of the creationists listening out there, but uh, well, somehow I don't think there will be very many. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So Dinosaurs we're down to our existed. We're, last, we're <laughs> down to our last 45 seconds here. I, uh, would that like did to, fly by, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. I'd like to thank... Uh, I'd like to thank Steve Kazee for coming <laughs> on the show today. What's your middle name? Uh, Michael. Stephen Michael Did you Kazee? ever tell me that? I don't think so. What's your middle name? Rachel. Wow. I don't think we've ever known each other's middle names Stephen in all this time. Michael Kazee. Well, listen, Kristen, Rachel, Miliotti, thank you for joining us here on Downstage Center. It was a pleasure. <laughs> on the American thank you for Theater joining me Downstage Center. on Downstage Center. Uh, it's been a pleasure to, talk, a pleasure with you to talk with you today. And I look forward to talking to you in a couple of hours. See you on the ice. See you on the ice. That's it. Bye. From here. From here. Three. Two. two. You're on the three. <laughs> two. One. Zero. Hello, I'm Heather Hitchens, Executive Director of the American Theater Wing. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Downstage Center. Downstage Center is recorded in the CUNY TV radio studio at the City University of New York's Graduate School of Journalism in Manhattan. Our engineer for today's show is Chad Bernhard. Along with this program, all of the educational and media work of the American Theater Wing is available online, on demand, for free at americantheaterwing.org. If you're a regular listener to or viewer of Wing programs, we hope you'll consider giving us financial support to sustain our work. Just visit our website, americantheaterwing.org, and click Support ATW. For Downstage Center and the American Theater Wing, thanks for your support, and thanks for listening.